I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Matt. How are you? Mate, I'm good. A nice new jacket, mate. It's all right, that, isn't it? You've seen the, uh, the new Rolly? Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. That must have set you back a fair bit. Payday, innit? I went in. I'm also buying a man-sized golden cockerel for my front room. Feels excessive, but I guess it's the season starting. That's the way I live. That's the way I live. So how's the, uh, how's the missus? She, 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 what does she feel about the golden cockerel? Uh, she likes it. She's like, she likes it. She, she's feeling a lot better since the, the double... She recovered from the double boob job. I'd I bought her. <laughs> the double... Mate, you've uh, got a double boob job. That sounds that sounds well, twice as expensive. Well, we broke up over it, really. Oh. They weren't big enough. Shit. So what, you, you moved out and left her in the pad? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still paying for a rent and that, because, you know, we're on good terms. Okay, so what about your, you're moving into a new place, you, you're just staying at a mate's house? Yeah, I'm, rent, I'm renting that. No, I'm not a mate's house, I'm rent, I've got my own place, renting. Mate, you need to be careful, you're uh, spending quite a lot of cash here. I, I'm a big time podcaster, I don't need to be careful about anything. Um, okay, I'm not really seeing these dollars, I mean, we're building slowly, but surely. It'll, it'll come, it'll come, don't worry, the money's coming to you, but it's with me, currently. Do you know what, Flav, because I love you, yep. and I love you very dearly, Mm-hmm. And I do worry about you in all kinds of different ways. Mm. Financially, I'm very worried about you. Uh, my man, my, all my mates are saying I'm fine, so... Yeah. That's who's helping you? Yeah, my mates, yeah. You need to speak to Adam Osper. Who? Adam Osper, financial planner to the football stars. Okay, well, funnily enough, he's coming on the podcast. How fortunate is that? <laughs> the Long Ball. you were great then. Yeah? yeah you, were, you should go on X Factor this year. Never. This Never. is your year, Flav. Today, I, think, I... Think about what... Think about all the money that you'd get. I know. I'm not interested in money. I'm in, in, in this, in this podcast game for the, for the love and passion of it all. Not absolutely true. And money footballers are, are all the same, though, aren't they? They're all just doing it for the passion because they really like to... To just play football and compete with other athletes for the for the uh, love and the adulation of the thousands, uh, hundred thousands that, that sit there watching. You're talking about Jama- uh, Jamie Vardy, aren't you? Yes. Jamie Vardy, who stayed loyal to Leicester and signed a bumper new 120 grand. 120 Could you imagine grand. If, what would have been great about Jamie Vardy if he would have said, "I don't want a pay rise. I want to stay stay with Leicester." But no one expects that because. You know, he's, uh, he, he, he must have used Arsenal, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah There's absolutely. a lot of that that goes on. But that's the part of the business that people accept. It's that they, 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 they accept, they, they class loyalty with signing a new contract, with matching an offer. And, and I guess that's, that's business, isn't it? He, Vardy deserved the money based on his, his performances last year, which generated Leicester a total of £93.2 million from the Premier League. It's a lot of money. It is. And uh, we've said money, uh, we've been going for this podcast now for three minutes, we've said money about a hundred times, so if you haven't worked out yet, this podcast is essentially about money. Money. Money and football. Yeah. Um, we've got a guest on later. We have. Called um, uh, Adam Osper. Looking forward to this. He's, what does Adam do? He's a financial advisor to, amongst other elite people, Premiership footballers. Um, and you might think, why do you need a financial, why do they need financial advice? Surely they've got so much money they can't spend it all. 
Well, I think that that's the mistake that many rich people make, isn't it? Yeah. That's what lottery winners do. They all of a sudden, God, I've got all this cash. I've just won 20 million, 50 million. I'm going to go is, out and I'm going to buy myself some gold. Is it like when you're, you, you, you get paid? You know, like <laughs> payday millionaires. Yeah. So the first week yeah. I get paid, I do it every single month. I live like a king. I like a king. <laughs> king Flav. And then three weeks of just uh, like a pauper. Not always three weeks. Sometimes I manage to eke it out to like the first 10 days I live like a millionaire. <laughs> but more or less, so I never learn any lessons. And, and I guess that's what happens to people... Uh, regardless, it's kind of human nature for a lot of people. It Financial is. management, it doesn't come easy. It, it doesn't, and I, I, you know, it's going to be very exciting to hear from someone that's actually in the ears of, of, of footballers and, and helping them manage their wealth. Mm. Um, because you know, clearly in sport, I think there's been lots of occasions, not just in sport, but in, in life, when people have received a lot of money, be it via a lottery, be it via exploding as a, as a pop star mm. or as pop star sounds old school old fashioned doesn't it but, but be it exploding a as artist. a musical artist, artist. Um, but uh, you know be it um, sports in other areas as well when people get a load of money ultimately I think that they, they kind of make a lot of the same mistakes yeah. and end up blowing that money they go all MC Hammer yeah. they go like Michael Jackson you know they're buying tigers and shit yeah but that's that's the dream <laughs> what would you buy? Oh, go on. In fact, let's just say you're paying because I know what we pay you, and yeah. I know it's not a millionaire's salary. It's not I, far off. But... I'd, I'd buy you. <laughs> I'd get you to do do stuff. All right. Okay. Well, like stuff. A, like a PA, I'd reverse the role. <laughs> reverse the role. I just want to see what would happen. I'd see how long it'd take to break you. I'd be probably a two hours. Like I'm very easily broken. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's when people speak down to me, it kills me. I'm not a materially. I, I do a lot of good in the world. I'd, 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 I'd pump lots of money into Tottenham. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not. You're joining them. You're becoming one of them, Flav. I am. I'm definitely one of them. I just can't afford to be one currently. Oh, well, there's lots of people that pump uh, money into Tottenham, and some of that is, well, it's the Premier League, Yeah. ultimately, because what the cycle seems to be here is that the Premier League is this, um, um, is this brand, it's this product that's sold around the world into TV broadcasters yep. um, and you know it's sold into the UK market as well with obviously Sky and, and BT spending millions and millions of pounds yep. have you got numbers on that? I have I've got uh, on average uh, for, for over the next three years 120 million pounds per club and as we know it's, it's worth uh, 5 billion uh, over the next five years the next deal in 2019 is likely to be 8.7 billion so money's coming in, but it's not just TV money. There's also shirt yeah. shirt deals. Um, that was quarter. Uh, sorry, hang on, I've got this wrong. Yeah, um, a quarter of a, a billion was raised in sponsorship. A quarter of a billion. A quarter of a billion pounds was so raised. So it's two hundred and fifty million pounds sterling, right? Yeah, that's on oh. top of everything else. Right. Okay. And 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 how is is that like what what you know what is that so. Spurs. You know, but give me some some kind of uh, context on that in terms of like where was it before you know is this new or is this what it is every year uh, so in 2010 it was like around 100 million right so okay. in five years six years it's almost doubled it's almost double that's growing fast that's growing faster than the london property market was which said it doubles into 10 years right so, so it's so, so this um fucking golden egg this this premier league thing is bringing in dough isn't it oh, yeah. it really is bringing oh, yeah, in without, dough without doubt but, but but the chain is essentially so um, let's just just to piece this together, Flav, because I've not done any research, as you know. So, the ultimately rights deals and broadcasters mm-hmm. um, and shirt sponsors and stuff they give clubs. Sorry, so, so the rights hold uh, TV companies they pay the Premier League loads of money for the rights, okay? Yeah. And that money tr- cascades down to the clubs who are going to get. At least hundred million a year from that. Yeah, so the vast majority of the Premier League money goes to the clubs. Right. Almost ninety nine percent of it. Right, and then of that, mm. uh, and they also then make money from all their different sponsorships, of which the shirt deals, which you've just been speaking about, right? Yeah. So these clubs are, get, are getting serious amounts of cash as income every year in, yeah. in the Premier League, right? Huge and then that cascades to the players, essentially, right? Ultimately, the vast majority in any business is the staff. You know, right. that's, that's the biggest expenditure is staff. Right, okay. Um, so then the players... So this is why the player salaries keep going up and up, because these TV rights keep going up, and then the Premier League players must get, I don't know what, like 
half of that. Or I think in the NBA, I was hearing some stuff that in the NBA, it's like 48% of the TV revenue kind of comes down to, to the, the players. players. Yeah, I, I don't know that figure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay, and, and ultimately, really, all this is funded in directly or indirectly via the fans. Isn't Absolutely. It? It's us who buy the tickets, buy the pints and the, the pies. I know you like a pie. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I've put on a little bit of timber since joining Bull Street, but um, yeah, but, but but so, so ultimately the fans are and, and the fans are the ones that are buying the subscriptions and the shirts, yep, um, and all the other TV the TV deals essentially the scrip- yeah. subscriptions is the key. Okay, so fans are funding it. Um, wow. Okay. So, but how do the Premier League keep? How do they keep upping it then? Uh, I, I think I just going back to that quickly. It's about audience, isn't it? So the bigger the audience grows, the more valuable it is. The overseas syndication is really what's what's what's, what's driving in. the growth. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So China and other countries like America that are paying for the eight, America as America's well. America's huge, huge right. market, and you see how important it is the teams playing doing, doing tours in America. Over the last seven or eight years, that was a fashion for big clubs to do that to go over America and build their audience over there. Now it's Asia uh, and Australasia, but 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 as well as that, right? Um, the UK numbers keep going up, don't they? Yeah. It's like I remember the the because they're doing like three year cycles, and I remember it all breaking. Actually, this was like with BT and Sky, and I know they're making more games available this Friday night game and yeah. stuff to create more money. But it's like, at what, what point do they stop? Because and, and every year there must be. I mean, what what is it like? Are they just you, there you, going? In the Premier League offices, gold everywhere, just picking up the gold phones. Call, call BT, call Sky. We want more we, money. Yeah, we tell them the price has just gone up. We want Billy, like Doctor Evil or something like that. Ten million. Yeah, well, let's so five. Was that five bill? Nah, yeah. it's not going to do it. Yeah, we're going to we're going to make Friday nights available, bitch. Pay me <laughs> another five bill, please. How many games are you going to show? Maybe three or four, really. Five. If they want a special one on telly this year, then they're going to have to. They're going to have to pay up. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. What do you think about all of the things that do feed into this? There's, there's seven world class managers. There's three or four ultra marketable managers. The fact that Guardiola is a part of the Premier League, Scudamore must look at that and go, "Whoa." Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because they've got players, they've got managers there that they can market in a way that they hadn't done before. Mm. Pellegrini's one thing, good manager, but how do you sell that? Yeah, he's a Guardiola. He's, it's a different handsome tanned yeah. beautiful athletic slim athletic yep I mean if I would if I could probably would just to say I could and then <laughs> I'm confused with that but no. it's like I mean <laughs> I, obviously we've been saying for a long time now oh when's this going to stop so and so gets you know it's the first 10 million pound player oh it's the first 20 million pound player it's mm. the first 30 million 50 80 uh, it, it all keeps going up and the amount of, I mean what, what are players getting now what does like you, you go on, what does kind of your, your Wayne Rooney he's on reportedly on 260,000 a week I think 260 grand a week yeah a week okay um, which puts him around fourth most paid and uh, well paid in the world right 260 Who, he, who's the top Ronnie Ronaldo uh, yeah, with Ronaldo or Messi, right. um, and then Rooney's around around there after that. But okay. yeah, it's insane. Obviously, I mean, what's interesting in the top ten in the Premier League, most well-paid players: Toure, who wasn't great last season, two hundred and forty. Hazard had a terrible season, really, two hundred and twenty grand a week. David Silva, great player, but did he did he warrant that the two hundred grand a week that he he makes? No. Do any of them warrant that kind of money? It depends how much they generate for the club, really. Just a quick question about what you were saying earlier about growing and growing. You know way more about business than I do. Is it the objective of any business to just grow? Or is there a point where they realise, well, maybe we've got to stop growing because... But this, I mean, and crying out loud, I am no um, economic or global economic... um, Genius. I'm certainly not a genius. I'm not even a global economic novice, really. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but ultimately, capitalism, it's all based on improving on last year and growing um, on, on what's happened before. Mm. And I think that's why um, countries, you know, you look at the United States, ultimately, in order to keep growing, they have to then have a foreign policy that allows them probably to, I don't know, invade other countries well, and the take pre- their... <laughs> that's essentially what the Premier League's done with their football. They invade the domestic game of, of other... Yeah, you, you take it further and explore opportunities in emerging markets 
for Af- Africa, China, US for us, etc., etc. But um, but yeah, I, th- I think that ultimately the fundamental of capitalism um, or the fundamentals of capitalism are growth. So yeah, I guess we're all in that situation where we're all trying to grow, and this is why some people drop out of a market, and new people and markets evolve and change. Do you know the theory? Is there a theory then that there's a there's a finite amount of growth that is allowed before the bubble bursts? If, I mean, is that an easy, difficult question to answer? Yeah, I don't know at all. No, I don't. I, you, as you were addressing me like that and asking me that question, I was like, "Shit, blood really does is under the illusion of." That <laughs> <laughs> I am a genius. I'm not. I mean, fortunately, we, we've we've got a um, uh, more, we'll more of a genius coming our way. But I'd just like to ask you, as as, as a payday um, millionaire, that as we were discussing earlier, yeah, like Wayne Rooney, Aguero, Hazard, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not singing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I will not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No. No. No, no. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Sorry. No. Sorry. No. Uh, but but what, what what do these lads buy? You know, what if you're there, what are you, what is your, you know, find your training, find your love a car. Yeah. What else, what else are you kind of, you love a designer bag for Wim- you, It's women, isn't it? It's women. It's, it's just, it's nefarious, uh, just wanton decadence that's what it is it's just spend I mean you think of Balotelli you, you know he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's he's Camo Lambo or, or, yeah. or Bentley or whatever it was and he there was all them stories which were absolutely fascinating at the time of him going into petrol stations mm. and um, just going right I'm filling up everyone's petrol I'm taking all the petrol it's mine yeah. and then he this it, is like Iraq today I, all this, this petrol is, belongs to me <laughs> Is um, God, man, but it just must be. I don't know. Just imagine that, like to to just be living your life like that. But the thing is, and this is what we'll get into with this guy is, yeah, it's um, if you keep spending your money on depreciating um items, yeah, uh, on as you probably would call in economic terms liabilities, yeah, uh, rather than um, on assets that create passive income like investments in businesses or you know property and things like that if you do just spend it all on bullshit that when that 250 grand stops because you get to 32 or you get an injury or whatever mm. happens all of a sudden life is very different for you well exactly i think that's what we're going to be going into uh, it's going to be fascinating and you can't keep up can you well no one final thing though on. i think footballers they've got a responsibility to live at the most extreme end of the scale. Because you no mean, one gets to. You mean live up to the stereotype? Yeah, just fuck it, fly money everywhere, it, brace it. it. Um, you know, wearing, wearing a, a suit made of money <laughs> instead of buying it. You know, that, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. I want to see them doing stuff on the football pitch that I couldn't dream of doing and living the life that I could only dream of having. Mm. That's okay. what I want. We'll, we'll find out if that's good advice yeah. from Adam Osper, uh, who's coming up now. Welcome to the Long Ball Street Podcast, Adam Osbar, financial planner for Premier League footballers, Russian footballers, <laughs> footballers in Europe, musicians as well. Okay. And a couple of rugby players. Rugby players? Yeah. Oh, they can't have that much money that they need planner, is that? The top end. Would you say that everyone everyone needs a planner, a yeah. financial planner? Ultimately? I think so, because... You know, everybody's going to want to buy a house, everybody's going to want to try and save for their retirement, or children, or... You know their future, so they need some sort of guidance, and that that will depend on, you know, how much money they've got, how wealthy they are, or their age. Does the does the person you're able to give planning to depend on how much money they bring in? So, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Me, yeah. I am not rich, <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do act like I'm rich when I get paid. As yeah. I just mentioned before um, in the first part of this podcast. And I'm getting myself into a situation quite often where I'm trying to sort myself out. I've got debts from credit cards, previous things that I, where I acted uh, silly, in a silly fashion. University days. So when still... we got in, basically, a financial planner to do a podcast with you, you were just <laughs> looking for free advice. I'm getting in. No, no. I, I, yeah, this is basically, I'm going to become best friends with Adam so that you can sort my life out for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, do, I guess what I'm asking is, do the same problems that I have to deal with affect someone who's earning seven million pounds a year um yeah I mean it's all it's all it's all it's all relative to the situation so where whereas you know you might buy a car for and take out a loan that's going to maybe cost you 300 pound a month 
you know, these guys will go and buy, you know, Bentleys or Porsches or Ferraris or, you know, Range Rover Sports and they're paying a £1,000 a month. It's all relative. Same as when you go and buy a house, you've got your budget, their budget's just much bigger. So, you know, the mortgage that they would take out would be so much bigger. And, you know, the key thing with the mortgage with, with sportsmen is um, that they, they tend to not allow, the mortgage providers tend not to allow it to run past age 35. So it's generally, whereas we would have a 25, maybe 30-year right. mortgage, they mm. might have a five-year mortgage, five-year mortgage on a repayment basis over five, seven, ten years. Steep on the month. Yeah, yeah you see people paying twenty, thirty thousand pounds £30,000 a month on their mortgage repayments. But that's surely good advice if they've got the money? Yeah, yeah. but, but then with, within football, income can change so dramatically depending on what level you're at. So if, you know, whenever people think about money and earnings, they think about... Manchester United, Liverpool's people on two, three hundred thousand pounds, you know, a week. But there are guys at the lower end of the Premiership or in the Championship, where the, where you know their income is much lower, and you know you're one injury away from maybe going, you know, losing half your income. If if you're a team at the bottom of the Premiership and you get relegated, your income will drop between twenty to forty percent. So if your mortgage is then twenty thousand in the Prem, you may not be able to afford it in the Championship. Yeah, yeah, that's. But don't don't players then just get insured, like against their own injuries, or the clubs? A so clubs so how does that insurance part? Of so, it work? so you take out insurance. There's a specific insurance for footballers called career-ending insurance, which pays out if their career um, ends due to injury. Yeah. Um, but that won't have anything to do with them if they get relegated and their income goes down. Mm. Is there well, any they lose form and they start to go down the leagues a bit? Yeah, you lose form. You know, you go out of favour. You come mm. to the end of the contract. A new club wants you. But they're not going to give you the money that you were on before. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I don't. You might know better than me, but the players that actually end up improving their contract um, is that a rare? Is it rarer than them having to take drops in wages? Um, well, I guess if you're a club like Tottenham, yeah, last season they're all going to be looking to improve their contract. Yeah, well, certainly the ones around the first team because they played so well. Yeah, Ericsson at the moment's negotiating a new contract, but perhaps Tom Carroll. Yeah, might be in a situation where he's it's a little bit cheeky for him to ask for more money given yeah. the fact that he didn't really contribute in any meaningful way. I mean, I didn't get involved massively in that side of things, but generally, you know, players know, you know, if they're playing well, they know that they're in a position to maybe go and ask for more money. You know, if if you're a squad member like Tom Carroll is, for example, who doesn't play very much, he knows he won't be able to go and command money. Yeah, and his agent will know that. Yeah. So you, you can kind of understand it then when players seek those big contracts when they can get them. Of course. I mean, it's, you know, fans expect loyalty. And, um, but, you know, where does the loyalty come from? Because, you know, a, a club will sell you as quickly as they don't want you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, you know, if the club don't want you anymore, you know, you're gone, whether you've got five years left in your contract or not. Yeah. They only so, want loyalty when the player's playing well. Ultimately. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's a short career. You know, if you think how many players have played at the top, 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 top level of the Prem for for ten, ten years plus, you can name a few. You know, mm. Gerard Lampard, Rooney. There's only a small handful that have played right at the very, very top level on those top, top earnings. Most of them have got to make a, maybe peak earnings of you know five to eight years. Mm. So if somebody comes to you and says double your money or give you a massive pay yeah. increase because you're in form, you've got to take it. Once if you break your leg the next season, yeah. Because you don't take it, you know you've got one chance to maybe set yourself up for life. Interesting. There's. Could, could you explain for us the um, almost the the structure of people that will be around a top player? So you know yourself as a financial planner. Who are the other people that are supplying advice? And so, so usually, so at the top players, typically you have you know they'll be with one of the top agencies, um, and they'll have one of the top agents. And, and that agent will have a team around him who may do um, all of his off-field stuff and, and any commercial-related work. And then from a professional point of view, there'll be you know normally a financial planner like me, um, a tax advisor, um, and, and maybe a lawyer. And so these would be independent people, or would this all come as, as one team that tend to work together? Generally, there'll be independent companies. The odd agency may have an in-house lawyer. Right. Um, but generally, generally the tax advisor, financial planners are, are separate, separated. Right. They okay. used to, there are there are a few occasions where big agencies in the past years ago had um, in-house financial advisors, but 
um, they got into a lot of trouble with misadvice and so on. So right. most most have moved quite. It, it must be from a lot of the footballers that I've um, been exposed to. Um, I feel that there's because they've got cash because there's the um, sometimes it's illusion sometimes it's true they've got a load of cash but everyone always thinks footballer yeah they've got loads of money mm. um, that, that there's almost they have levels of paranoia from yeah. maybe being burned maybe being sold into the odd things um, aside from these professional services that you've just kind of named there usually what kind of uh, what other things are you fighting against you know, um, who else is in that picture, really? You know, often you'll see friends yeah. or people they know or other teammates right. who will be doing something that they'll think's a good idea or they've mm. done it that's a good idea. And there'll be, you know, outside people trying to sell them stuff. They're generally the people that, that you're fighting against. Right. Um, but you've just got to, to some extent, stand your ground. All right. So if you're, I'm, I'm 20, <clears throat> 20 years old, um, yeah. I've just signed for Man City. Tough paper round. Yep. <laughs> you got uh, a lot of money uh, for Man City. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have. I didn't have but now. I, uh, now I do. I've got tons. Like, I've okay. got so much. I've got so much money coming in. Let's go party. Yeah. Yeah. I've got birds all around the oh, place. Mate, like, loads of them. Matt, you're going to love. Hog me up. I will absolutely. I'm going to find ten. Ten that birds. you like. Awesome. Bring your mates, mate. I have, honestly, I've been riding around in this shitty motor for years. I'll buy you a new motor. All right. I, I what do you that, want? I want? I love that Ferrari F three five. Forget that. You're going to get a camouflage shot Bentley. That's exactly actually what I really wanted. And I think your dad needs one as well, mate. You're the best. That's why we've been friends for years. Right. And now I meet Adam. Yes. So Adam, right? I've got this mate. Don't yeah. listen to fucking Adam. He's my yeah. best mate. Yeah. He wants a Lambo. What is it? Is this the kind of thing that you're? Um, so I've had situations like that before mm. where there have been friends that are hanging around. Literally? Yeah. Like, as you're talking to them? Yeah, like every time I've had a meeting, you know, this guy would turn up. One of my clients asked me to go to Atlanta with him to help with a property search, which isn't really my thing, but mm. he was in Russia and he was sending me these properties, asking my opinion and so on. He said, look, come with me and we can discuss it all. And this guy came along as well and he's out partying with him and it's... It's quite difficult because they're, yeah. they're friends or they say they're friends, but you can possibly see through it. And I think it depends on how, how good your relationship is with the player, with the client. Because yeah, wow. ultimately you're not... Difficult circumstance. It, Very difficult, it is difficult yeah. because they could be genuine. Um, and, I, you know, I, I would just warn them and just say, you know, in my experience, this is what I've seen before. You know, just be careful. Are you sure, you know be confident and you know I would just say look I'm a professional this is my job I do it every day Yeah. and all I try to do is advise all of them just come to me you know with anything any idea that anybody comes to you with just run it by me just to get my opinion if it's crap I'll tell you it's crap and mm. it's a stupid idea if it's something that's good and feasible and, and worth looking at then we'll explore it more and I'll tell you that as well so that's kind of how you deal with a young player um, but I'd imagine some of these players don't necessarily have. I know I'm, I'm. This is a generalisation here, but yeah. I, my, my 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 stereotypical understanding of a footballer is that he hasn't had the education perhaps he should have. Certainly in England, I know in in, in Germany they make sure that players stay in school till 18. Yeah. Goethe was playing uh, for for Dortmund and still studying. Um, and there are some instances in England. What more at Sunderland? He was he finished his degree while playing in the first team. Um, so in that instance, I guess they they'll have an understanding or an, or a, a, a life. Life, life skills or understanding yeah. about how to, to behave and how to spend money but I'd imagine the most don't yeah, is that fair the, the thing is uh, some of the like so, so if, you, if you take England out of it a little bit with foreign players that come over to England they're, they're normally a little bit more clued up for a couple of reasons one they may have played in two or three countries before they've come to England yeah. so they naturally as a result of that speak a couple of languages They've had to learn about different currencies, mm. the cost of things in different places. Yeah. So they're more, you know, and, and, how, and how their contracts work. And, yeah, their tax. Know, these so they're more yeah. up to speed with it than the English players. But, you know, ultimately they're just normal people. I, you know, I meet normal clients who aren't sports people. Some have got no interest in finance at all mm. and they couldn't care less about it and they just want me to help them out. And others are very interested in it. And that's the same with the footballers. What I try to do with all of them is you know sort of educate them as much as they want to be educated 
and, and, and you know, try to get them understanding it and talk to them how money works, investments, tax, mm. financial planning, and so on. But this is a, I mean, for me, I, I've, I think that this is a fundamental flaw of the education system in this country, um, and that is that there's not enough people are have what you'd call financial intelligence. It's just not taught in schools. I think that, um, uh, and again, there's a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. Are you aware of that book? Yeah, I've, I've read that or listened to the audio book. And essentially the premise of a lot of this, Flav, is that rich people teach their kids about money. Mm. They teach people how to make money work for them, mm. whereas the education system teaches people how to work for money. Um, so what you end up with the situation is is that people, um, they work for money and ultimately they're thinking, right, I want to have a house, I want to have a car, and they're investing their money in these things that they think that they want and they think that they need, which are ultimately um, liabilities rather than um, assets that create what you'd probably call disposable, uh, uh, what's it called? Disposable income. Not passive income. Right. So where they're not necessarily, you know, like if, if you work in a job, say you work in a shop, you probably get paid an amount an hour and you only get paid when you're turning up and you're working in this shop. Whereas if you're kind of putting your money into certain businesses yeah. or, or setting up various things here or, or, or creating property like Robbie Fowler did where you have a number of properties that are creating rental income as well as appreciating asset, that's kind of good financial planning. Because financial it pays for management. itself or, or generates money yeah. on its own. However, what you do get is you get a situation whereby people that make money through sport, music, and various other entertainment industries, you know where you can go from nothing to something really quickly. Um, equally, somebody that wins a lottery. <laughs> you know, how often do you see this guy's won the lottery from nowhere and then boom, before you know it, oh, that guy that we've read about three so years gone. ago, do you remember we were reporting that he was going around in a quad bike in the garden or that he'd bought all his family, he's now got a fleet of white cars. Yeah. Guess what? Three years later, this guy's spunked all his dough. Yeah. And it's because this financial management's not there because people think that they have to live almost according to the myth or the perception of what rich people kind of do. Like, Is that right? I think a lot, of, a lot of people generally live for the now rather right. than the future. Yeah. Um, it's because it's boring. Yeah. But I, you know what? I, th- I actually think it's a generational thing. Yeah. I think our generation are much more aware of the future than the generation before. Um, that, that, that's just my, my view, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there, if you look back at it now, there's no financial management taught at school or oh. college or university and when you think about it it's one of the most obvious things that you should be taught because as soon as you finish university or college you know you go get a job and you start yeah. paying tax and mm. you get money and it's but you know, and this is a different thing but ultimately the establishment doesn't want to create lots of entrepreneurs and lots of people that are savvy like that what yeah. they want to do is they want to create a whole generations and millions of of employees that are going to go into a job that are going to pay 50%, 40% of their salary in tax back to the government mm. and, and are going to be buying debt and, and ultimately creating this uh, and creating a system whereby then the elite of that can continue to take money that's beyond... Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Is that all right? Um, I, I, the sp- I, think, I think the government are causing more problems by changing regulation in financial services more. That makes right. it even harder. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365 day returns. That means, you know, that makes it the need to have advice even, even more. Yeah, but important. that's it. It shifts it up so those that can can probably adjust according to the circumstances, according to the laws, according to the loopholes, yeah. and those that are that can't and, and that don't have that knowledge or the uh, the money to invest in that expertise. Yeah, but then if you look at you know some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the country have come from nothing. Mm. You know, Duncan Bannatyne, Alan Sugar, right. and they came from council estates. Yeah. So you know, and they and, and but there's not many of them, is there? There probably are quite a lot. There probably are quite a lot if you, um, if, you know, if you actually look into it. A lot mm. of entrepreneurs, a lot of successful business, and most of them, most of them aren't successful because they've gone through university or, yeah. or, or that side of things. Because actually, those people aren't suited to university and study. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, from sixteen, seventeen, they're wanting to create. Yeah. I, I, uh, okay. When I was at uni, yeah, right, I remember now. And this is suddenly this just dawned on me, and got this very <laughs> horrible chill down my back. I went in and I enrolled at university and there was free stalls for banks signing people up to yeah. student overdrafts and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and credit cards, yeah. which I f- f- honestly fucked me for yeah. years uh, afterwards. Um, just going back to the football, the, what happens then when you get like a 28-year-old, 29-year-old footballer who's done the damage that they've done? It's, it's, it's much harder. Yeah. My job at that stage is much harder because... Um, you, you know, you may be working with somebody that has been accustomed to a way of living for a certain amount of time and they've got this expenditure, this cost of living already. Mm. So you're trying to change change their mentality and change their way of thinking to say, actually, you know, you've only got maybe seven years left and you've maybe only got one good contract left. So it's, you know, you need to be quite quite honest with them. I think mm. sometimes with footballers, people pander to them a little bit um, and just nod at whatever they say. Yeah. but. I'm quite, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just tell it how it is, and if somebody's spending too much money and they need to save, I'll I'll, I'll just be quite open and say, no, this is it. it's now or never. If you don't do it now, you're going to be skinned. But that 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 what you've just said is very, you know, down the line, black yeah. and white. This is what you have to do. But what you're actually asking someone to do is entirely change their lifestyle. You know, you need yeah. to, you need to sell that house. You need to downgrade. You need to spend less. Everything you've been used to now has to change. Yeah. Is it that's essentially the, the news that you're giving? Well, that's. That's the reality. Of yeah, it. yeah. The, you know, yeah. You, there's no other way to dress it up. You can say, "Carrying as you are, you fucked." Yeah, or hope that you maybe get a massive contract that can sort you out, or you yeah. need you need to adjust. Yeah, you need to adjust. I mean, I've I've seen people that have got three or four houses, and they're still paying sky bills in three or four different houses that you know have been empty that they've been trying to rent and stuff like that. Real basic, basic stuff to just mm. cut down their money and so on. Yeah, and that's you know that's in the championship. Is that the detail that you have to get into? After <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Hang on a minute, you've got movies on this page. You watch, are you watching movies? Uh, all no, right, no, well, I don't got that. No, you but, your house, your house in uh, in Putney is. You're subscribed to the adult channel. You yeah. sure? <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not that much, but you might yeah. be in a situation where you know they say I've got my house that's empty for a while and it's been empty and I'm paying yeah. a mortgage on it and I've still got all the bills. You know, footballers often move around a lot. Mm. So they'll be in one house in maybe, I don't know, Nottingham, and then they could be down in Southampton. So, And it's all very quick how it happens. The things get left, and then they just get on with their life. And Of course. Because who wants to think about that stuff? Yeah, well, you said you don't think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's no it's no different. I'm trying to change, though. But the stakes are much higher, aren't they, for yeah. them? Yeah. yeah, the stakes are much higher. Yeah. And, it's, you know, and they don't necessarily have another area that they can... That they can slot into like Flav could always find a job but some of these guys A they might not have any other skills but but B um, I guess there's the whole ego thing that then starts to play into it in that you're used to being um, adulated by millions you're kind of famous everyone expects you to be doing well and then all of a sudden you know you're, you're struggling and you're kind of I guess that there's a I don't I mean is that why uh, I guess people a lot of people get depressed after after their careers or you yeah, know it must be difficult and like when you when you know when I speak to some of the guys that I work with you know there's a misconception about footballers that you know they don't care and it's all about money but if you ever meet a footballer who's injured they're you know that sometimes you can't even talk to them they just won't talk to you because they're so frustrated yeah. at their situation they're desperate to be playing football yeah so you know you've got that side of things you've got you know their income literally falls off a cliff yeah you know it can yeah. go from a million to well it goes to zero yeah 
Um, so you've got to try to work out a plan how, how you I can guess, maintain that. I guess that, yeah. that's for you, for example, just use you as an example. That would be like you forgetting how to, suddenly, just like that, forgetting how to add up or, yeah. or to be able to understand, having any financial literacy at all. Yeah. Yeah, and then suddenly going into work. And just not being able to do anything. Do anything, yeah. yeah. Or be like you sitting here not being able to talk. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's frustrating. And, really? you know, oh, <laughs> that might be a good thing. I yeah, 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 I'm sure and a few so, will you know, agree. So, yes, there, there, you know, there are lots of factors. I think people, pe- you know, the, people talk about the money and it masks a lot of things. But ultimately, when you strip it back, they're normal people. Yeah. Like us, who suffer from depression, who are in relationships that break up, who yeah. get married, have children, you know, have arguments with their wives and all those different types of things. They just have, you know... High earning. Just to pick up on um, on one of the things that you sort of mentioned there about um, like normal people. Obviously, um, divorce rates, breaking up with people, um, cheating. Now, I've seen the show Ballers. I don't know if you've seen that. I've not seen it. The Rock's in it. You yeah. know The Rock. Yeah, it's a good show. I think season two might have just started. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to checking it out on uh, on my one of my houses that's got Sky in it. This isn't TV quick. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't TV quick. But in there, there's a few scenarios that, that I noticed because essentially the plot is that this guy used to play uh, in the NFL. He's then become a, um, a part of a, a, in fact, like you, it's, a, it's not an, an, an agency as such. It's a financial wealth management company. Yeah. And he's then trying to help a few of these players that he knew in the game and, and I guess give them a bit of the benefit of his experience and a bit of his, a bit of his learnings. And there's a couple of players that they're managing and, and a few strange circumstances come up into it. And partly you're watching thinking, this is far-fetched. But the washed-up agent, who we had a few podcasts ago, for those that will remember that, he was talking about a few of these things. And I just want to run a couple of these scenarios by me. You tell me if, you, if these are things that, are, um, that you've come across or that, that you think are real or whether this, this wouldn't happen for them. So one of them is... is players and the washed up agent said this wanting to borrow money off their agents because even though they're earning a lot of cash they can't afford to meet their their monthly repayments on houses cars etc so i've heard stories thankfully none of my clients have been in that situation but i have heard stories in the past or you know i've been to events you know sporting events where where people have approached me and they said you know we're a lending company and we do short-term lending if 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 some of your footballers get into trouble before the end of the month, wow. you know we can lend on their watch collection or their car collection. Wow! And you know my my response was, you know, if my clients can't get to the end of the month, you know, I don't want to get them borrowing money. There's yeah. a bigger problem that needs to be addressed there. Right. You know, but you know, you have heard those stories. Wow! What's your physical reaction to people like that? Because it's almost like ambulance ambulance chasers. It's. I know you, you probably can't say, but my physical reaction <laughs> would be bordering on physical attack. Yes, imagine, you, imagine, you know your players, players. they're really fucked. We can really fuck them over. Yeah, well, it is. Will you help us do that? That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, it's... you don't have to comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me come back with another scenario then. Um, in this thing, and I forget exactly what had happened. I can't remember if they'd been smoking dope at a party or whether they'd. It was a girl that he'd had sex with or something like that. There might have been a couple of these. The storylines playing out yeah. in in this thing, but they had to then arrange to pay off some girl that was going to report them to the press for some indiscretion of sorts. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing that that, that again is like an off-plan thing that kind of can come up in, in, <laughs> in the sure, world of celebrity and sport? I'm sure it happens quite yeah. regularly, and, and you know you read the stories and and see stuff in the paper. But I mean, I, I, I didn't get involved in that at all. Right, okay. um, it's more what you'd expect from washed up agents well, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would be he'd love that relish it as yeah. well wouldn't he and he'd let, relish telling the story right, I suppose I'll, take, the I'll take 20% of that yeah <laughs> the difference between agents and financial planners is yeah. uh, the agents relish it I, I would imagine of course uh, another thing is in, in terms of the challenges right their family this one guy he had a friend he had all the family around and they are living the life of Riley yeah. off this guy's paycheck yeah. and and this is something, you know, I've heard this a lot in the NFL is where someone's had a great career and they have ended up falling out with their family afterwards because, or, or, or what was it? It was about uh, Floyd, um, Floyd How- Mayweather, Mayweather. Ricky Hatton. Uh, yeah, then I'm into terms with people and say, look, this is coming to an end. The, the gravy train's come to a halt. Yeah. I, can't, I can no longer His look after you. fight said, this is, this is the end. Yeah. You've got to start sorting yourselves out because I can't support you all. And he was aware of it. He was aware of what he was doing, yeah. but he's in a unique position to probably be in the richest you, sports you, in the world. Yeah, you, I mean, you see it. Um, you know, you do see it. 
quite often that you know um, families you know or, or there'll be there's an expectation for them to to support their family you know if they come from overseas or if they send money back especially if they come from like a a poorer a poorer country yeah you know like maybe in africa or somewhere yeah. like that you know there's an expectation on them that you're the guy from the family that's made it yeah. you know you need to support the family and there yeah. is that and that pressure is put on them yeah um, and by your or, or uh, the story was that Adibayor had his, had a knife put to his throat by his brother yeah uh demanding i'm not getting from demanding money yeah and, and then you, you know it, it also you know in england um, you know, you see young players, you know, where their parents are heavily involved in their career, mm. um, and you know, some of them have got the best interest at heart, and some of them don't. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. We we touched, we had uh, Troy Towns on it, uh, Towns yeah. in, and we were having a conversation about this and, and the plan for afterwards. That they he seems to have a very, you know, play a very pivotal and and, yeah. and good role within that. But um, yeah, I guess not everyone's that lucky. No, um, and and again, it's. It's, it's quite difficult if you're sitting with somebody you you, you can see if 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 um, if they've got their child's best interest at heart or, or maybe not but it's very difficult to say anything mm. you can't say something about somebody's dad no, no. and I, I guess as well that you can it's hard to I, 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 do you find it difficult actually to, to disassociate disassociate yourself with the personal problems that are going on in your clients' lives because you see someone in turmoil it's a difficult thing to and you've got advice that can help them but outside factors are essentially negating everything that you're saying it must be a difficult thing to witness yeah I mean I don't think that's exclusive to working with sportsmen or footballers all people have problems some yeah. tell you more than others probably with footballers the football clients that I've got you probably get more immersed in their personal situation than you do with other clients yeah yeah, have you ever worked? You're a Spurs fan. Can I say it? Yes, you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, is there? A, have you ever worked with any Spurs players? Yeah, a couple. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can you tell me off air who they are? Off air, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Can't That's wait. the only time, like, so the only time, um, you know, I've been a teeny bit starstruck with my job. Now, you, you know, you just they're just normal people. Of course. But then a couple of years ago, I was at the training ground, and you know, I was standing next to Bale and Modric. And oh, then I God. was a little bit starstruck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like a little sort of young. Yeah, and, and it's hard because you're, you're in the, obviously a responsible position. Yeah, and you're trying to be professional, <laughs> but, then you're, but then you're standing with your two favourite current players. We're not telling the Glen other story again. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Okay, um, so um, what, what are, you mentioned, we talked a little bit before, and you mentioned things like quick, quick get rich, quick schemes. Yeah. Um, you know, in my head, that's like pyramids, sales, and yeah. whatnot. But what what might what might be offered to a Premier League footballer? Honestly, I, I've seen an array of things. Um, I've seen that you know there was a big pyramid Ponzi scheme um, that was in the papers with an ex-player, where the, you know where they were taking cash and guaranteeing cash back. Um, uh, you know, the, the biggest one that a lot of them got into trouble in in the past was um, property schemes. You know, dodgy properties abroad. Mm like these footballers paradise schemes in yeah. in, in Morocco in Marrakesh right. and then when you look them up on a map you've got to fly to you've got to fly to Morocco then fly on again and then it's 50 mile trip out somewhere to this so you saw these property developments where footballers went into and lost money and they went bust so are these things that are being built but just completely inaccessible they've been been built being built they've got footballers to put their name to them they're sold as a footballers paradise yeah. that, that, that's probably that's gone and I've not seen that so much anymore but yeah. about probably five ten years ago the other one I can't remember one of them on TalkSport actually been possibly talk sport, yeah. could have been um, tax schemes was where a lot of footballers got into pr- trouble with film partnerships sort of like seven eight years ago yeah I remember um, that there were, there were loads of footballers that got into these film schemes and and, and, and you know, lost a lot of money because. Can you tell us how that worked or how that was supposed to work. Film partnerships like investing in in the film industry, but you didn't know until after a certain number of years as to whether it actually worked. Right. So you had a lot of these footballers who put their money into these films, got their tax relief back, right. retired. Yeah. The revenue investigated them, and they decided actually these weren't set up legitimately. They were done as aggressive tax planning. Yeah. We right. want all that money back. So, so, so you've got a retired yeah. player. And they've asked him for maybe a million pounds back or whatever it might wow. be. So, you, so essentially, these films, very poor films, are made to take advantage of a tax yeah. relief 
yeah. that were given to the arts industries by the government. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember some of those films coming out, generally British gangster films for some reason. <laughs> there, there, there was a, even Avatar. Avatar was the most popular one that was um, that was investigating. A lot of footballers went into that, and you know, really? that, but I think that one, the, the revenue lost that case. But then there were like funny things where I've seen people go into football clubs and try to sell barrels of oil, car park, buying a car park space to rent out in um, you know an airport, just bizarre things that people go to them with with these mm. ideas because because they have nice cars and jewellery and clothes and people think they're a bit flash they think that they want to be flash with what they do with their money but actually it's the complete opposite of mm. that they're, they generally just want safe secure sensible yeah you know, control of their money and there's and there's, a, there's essentially people looking to take advantage of them yeah um, I'm not um, trying to create a problem for you. You're getting loads of cold calls with people that are looking to um, um, raise investment for, for businesses or whatever. But do you think that there's a, as you've obviously got um, you know high degree of financial intelligence and understand both sides of that spectrum from um, being a guy with money to, um, to to being to invest in wisely and, and planning uh, wisely, should people? speak to someone like you about this is a business opportunity and therefore for you to then take that to players or is that not how it kind of works it it, it, it did used to work like that but to right. be honest with you it's, it's quite difficult because when people know that you work with footballers they do come and they say well I've got this business or I've got this business but then it's like how do you decide which one yeah. to go for just because they're the four companies that have knocked on your door yeah. there might be 50 other yeah. So I, I I tend to just steer away yeah. from that. Most of the stuff. Plus, I, if it, if any of these go wrong and you've been, then exactly. you'll kind of get the blame. Most of the stuff I do, in fact, all of what I do is just simple stuff, just mm. basic financial planning, nothing flamboyant. Generally, it's always very low risk investing. Mm. You know, use making use of all the normal tax wrappers that we can use, mm. and just trying to get them to a situation where when they finish playing football, you know, they're debt free. Mm. And they're financially independent. So they've yeah. got enough money to live on and carry on their lives yeah. with a similar standard of living as when they were playing. Mm. And that's it. I don't and, think you need to do any more than that. And, and, and based on the footballers, not necessarily you've worked with, but the footballers that you're aware of, how many do you reckon get to that stage, if you could just give a rough guess? Do, do the majority of them now? <coughs> I think so. Yeah? I think so. I think the majority of them do now, I think, maybe... Maybe in some cases by default because the money is so much higher than it was, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Mm. But I also think I think because the money's that the money's higher, the industry is more professional. With the agents are much more professional, you know, they do a much better job. Mm. There's more. There is definitely more of a need to give them advice. Yeah. Um, and they're more open to accepting it. Yeah, and also I think in the past, a long time ago, you had stories about, you know, money. They would just leave, you know, a random person in charge of their money. I think generally because the money is much higher, they're more aware that they need advice and yeah. help and maybe some guidance. And I think having seen some um, things go wrong, yeah. you know, your people from your MC Hammers to your, um, I don't know, you, you you hear about a lot of former footballers or sportsmen that are now in poverty yeah. or like Kenny Sampson was yeah. living in a park. That kind of thing probably yeah. Yeah. makes you think I need to get my stuff sorted. Yeah, yeah. There's examples beforehand, ultimately. Yeah. Um, there's often obviously a, a lot of negative association with money in the game especially obviously you hear about players wages and TV deals coming in huge amounts of money coming into the game and obviously when, when you hear that as a part of your industry you're thinking well this is a great market for us to be in um, because maybe 25 years ago it was less profitable but you're obviously a fan of the game as well so you can see some of the negative impacts that, that money brings to the game or maybe you don't but do you, do you have to reconcile that at all? Do you, how, how do you feel as a fan of the game? <laughs> well, I, I think I was tweeting about it the other day that the numbers around transfer fees are just, especially in the Premier League, are just obscene at the minute, aren't they? You mm. know, you're talking, I was talking to someone about it this morning, you're talking about £30 million for a, a decent-ish Premier League footballer is, is ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know where that ends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we go with that, but yeah, ultimately my job's my job. Mm. If I see somebody who uh, a normal person who earns fifty thousand pounds a year, or if I see somebody who earns three million pounds a year, it's all the same. It's all the same concept. And it's all the same job, whether they're a sportsman or not. Of course, um, oh. and you know, ultimately the footballers 
aren't deciding and demanding that they want their money, that is the market in the industry that they're in. And, and you're talking the about in- the very top. Yeah, and that's the income that, that, that's dictated. So, so Southend are, are interested in the striker at the moment who's on £8,000 a week. and yeah, 8000 Yeah, and they're trying to get him to take a drop to 4000 because it's essentially all their budget can allow, probably more than their budget can allow. Um, and and that kind of, I've just mentioned that as a kind of, because what we've been talking about is the top two or three percent. Yeah, but of- even if, when you talk about that, you know, this is the bit, you know, again, I've, I've spoken about this type of thing on Twitter. People say, well, he, he earns, people say about Adebayor, he earns £100,000 a week. He can still live on £75,000 a week. Why should he not accept it? And it's, mm. and it's just, he could accept it, but nobody would. You wouldn't. Yeah. If you earn a million pounds a year and somebody said, hi, come and work for us for £700,000 a year why would you take a pay reduction you mm. wouldn't people don't in any occupation whatever they earn it's funny that I was talking to Dubry last Michael Dubry last week yeah. uh, and he was talking about the situation at Leeds when, when it collapsed uh, and they forced the um, they asked the players to take a voluntary pay cut yeah. uh, which they recommended well he said okay well the players the top earning players said well we'll yeah. take a quarter yeah. uh, off temporarily yeah. And then uh, they said, well, no, we need 60%. 60% of your wage. It doesn't yeah. matter how much you're earning, that's too much. Yeah, It's impossible to accept. Yeah. Well, you've got things that are wrapped into it, haven't you? You've got your sky bills, you've got your houses, you've got yeah. your cars. You've got your... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that's the thing. You know, I mean, I saw, I remember I saw... You've got your income and you're outgoing. Yeah. You I remember I saw a client once, a few years ago, at a Midlands club. He'd just signed there hmm. on decent money. Um, it was championship club. I think he signed about twenty thousand a week, and he was just about to buy a house for one point five million in 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 the Midlands, in the middle of nowhere. Amazing house, mm. and I was just like, you know, he'd only been at the club for six months, and they just got a new manager. And I was just like, just be careful because you buy this house, you're going to be spending thirty thousand pounds a month on a mortgage. Yeah. That's fifty percent of your net pay. Thirty thousand. If you if you if you go how down, much a week? Sorry, how much a, a month? His the mortgage is thirty thousand. Oh, because it's paid off. Yes, it's paid yeah. off over maybe five years. Right, so it's half okay. of his income. Like, right, Jesus. And he, but, but he had like I think a thirty percent relegation clause in his contract. So if they'd gone down, he'd have basically not been able to pay his mortgage. Right. And actually, it ended up that the new manager came in and didn't like him and kicked him out six months later. Oh my god! So it's just you know mm. there are those types of situations where did he buy the house? No, he didn't buy it in oh, the end. God. And you know, and there are those situations. So, Property is another one, you know, with footballers, they love property because you mentioned it at the beginning that, or in, you know, this Robbie Fowler yeah. property development. So footballers, are, a lot of them are obsessed with property and that's another, you know, thing that you try to not talk them out of, but educate them on. Whenever they move to a club, they want to buy a house. Mm. And I always try to say, you know, don't buy a house where, where, where you're going to move to because you might not live there. Yeah. You're probably not going to ever settle there mm. and you don't know how long you're going to be there. Wait and see. Yeah. Unless it's maybe London or a central city, but you know, if you're from London and you're playing in Norwich, why buy a big house in Norwich? Mm. Rent for a period because it's cheap, and buy where you're going to end up living when yeah. you finish. And if you if you buy a 1.2 million pound house, then which probably is much more now, those are not as easy as renting a one or two bedroom flat in the middle of London. Well, selling it is the other big thing. Yeah. So you've got this 1.5 million pound house in the Midlands. You can only sell that to another footballer or like similar yeah. wealthy persons so and, your yeah. market is tiny yeah and how much of this this is um pressure is created by by the the wags you know like how much no because you think no, about it. it is though isn't it i'm it, one of five brothers and we've got wags lots of them but it's got to be hasn't it it's got to be like well we i want to have a really nice house you're a footballer you're earning this like do, do you think that there's I don't think trouble here. I don't think it's exclusively them. Right. I think, you know, ultimately, you know, you're no different. If you were earning a lot of money, you would like a nice house and a nice car, wouldn't you? Mm. I, don't, I don't think that... I mean, what, what normally happens is, which happens in any walk of life, is, is you know, the women make the decisions because they're going to be yeah. the ones that are kicking it out. But, yeah. but it's, it's... OK, so it might not... <laughs> might be expensive. But, it's, but a lot of it must be peer pressure. A lot of it must be, I'm a footballer, I'm earning this yeah, money, they're, they're, therefore... Yeah, because you do see... OK, so the sleeve, for example. Yeah. All of us... Footballers, they tend to follow yeah. and to imitate haircuts, sleeves... Tattoo sleeves, you mean? Tattoo sleeves, yeah. yeah. There, there seems to be a lot of that, and yeah. I guess there is a living up to that expectation, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, there? Is there, is there, is yeah, there is an expectation around cars and about, you know, that that side of things and actually that's for, for me with the younger guys that's quite an important thing is to just to try to always educate them on that mm. 
the younger players if you can talk mm. to them about those nights. And, and I think the thing the thing is if you talk to these guys and you say look you can do all the great things that you want to do as a footballer aside to playing football like having nice cars like having nice houses holidays all of those things but always always keep one eye on the future mm. just drive a Prius uh, yeah but well, the thing is that they're going to get yeah, the thing, caned in the change room for that so you can kind of understand some, some how some of them don't care yeah. what, what you generally find is the younger guys like we would if you had money would buy these nice cars yeah. and then these guys get to 28, 29, 30 and they become a bit more pragmatic right. um, they think actually I don't need the flash cars I've had them all Right. but you know that they can do all of those things, providing they're also thinking about the future. Yeah. Louis Beaumorti famously didn't spend any of his money and sent it all home, which is, um, he's kind of became famous for that. He had yeah. an episode of Cribs, and it was just a normal house yeah. with a cinema room. That was the most extravagant. He drove, <laughs> I don't know if he, he drove just a, a very ordinary car, I think it might have been a Fiat Pinto or something. Um, uh, if it, just one final question, we've got to wrap up. But what... Um, have you, ever, is there, have you ever had a client, a prospective client, leave your office and you immediately just think, they're fucked? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How, is it often thing or just quite rarely? It's quite rare. I mean, generally in my job, that the people that you end up working with are sort of a, quite, not like-minded, but they're similar to you in your yeah. industry. And, it, you know, if, if, if there's somebody that messes me about, that doesn't turn up, that's always mm. late for meetings, I just won't work with them. Mm. Because it makes your job impossible, obviously. Yeah, and you can have your best interests at heart all the time, but if people aren't prepared to listen, there's not much you can do. So how do you um, how do you find most of your clients? That like how do you advertise your business? How, how does that kind of come so, to you? And then the second part of that question is is it seems to be that financial intelligence is really the overriding requirement for everybody, but especially sportsmen and people that have got more money than than, than financial intelligence. What can be done? to um to help that because it feels like a lot of people are on a bit of a um i think a, um a conveyor belt to to ruin so i, I started working with sportsmen about it was about eight years ago yeah. basically i originally started um where i was brought in to head up a sports entertainment division right and what i did was, was i basically i pinned myself out for like a year and a half just going out banging down doors trying to meet right. people and then you picked up a couple of clients that I knew, people I knew, and then you just sort of worked from there and built it from there. Right. And then I got to a situation where I worked with a couple of agents, and then I worked quite closely with them, right, and okay. I worked quite solidly with them. Um, you know, there's a responsibility on the clubs, the agents, and you know, family to make sure these guys get financial advice. Mm. You know, across the board, not just specifically my job, but yeah. you know, tax advice and so on. I think I think all three, you know, need to do more. And probably mm. it needs to come from the PFA as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it does, there are there is stuff in place, but it's not it's not that concrete. You know, mm. the kids. So I do talks at um, some of the academies. Right. Okay. Um, for the younger guys, but you know, these are like sixteen, seventeen year old kids. All they care about is playing football. Mm. Not how many of those kids make it? I think the st- statistics show that I think it's something like only two percent of eighteen year olds are still playing football at twenty one. And only another two percent are still playing at twenty three. Yeah, wow. that's from academies. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a, it's a really so you can go and talk to a group of twenty. Yeah. And there may be one that maybe gets a chance to play with the first team. Yeah. And he still might not make it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you never know, and then you never know where these guys are going to go. And the other thing is, if they are good, like your Wayne Rooney's, for example, once that once they if they're good enough, they get plucked out of that environment. Yeah. The school teaching environment, and then mm. they're in the first team. Mm. And then it's the responsibility of the agent and family to look after them. Yeah, I've got this underlying panic now that Spurs fans are not, Spurs players are not managing their finances properly, <laughs> and it's going to affect them. Because how do you play football when you're worried about whether or not you can service your debts? Well, You've got to perform at the well, the this is topmost it, part of your ability. That, so, so that is why like, one, one of the agents I work with, and we sit down with a couple of his players who are top players. He basically says, "Look, I'm putting this team in place around you, so that you don't need to worry about anything off the pitch." So that you can just and do, your, do job. your thing and not have to have all these other concerns. Mm. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much, Adam. What's your it's Twitter? Right. Do you want some more followers? <laughs> Adam Osper. I'll unprivate it because it's. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what, what's is that? Just it's just what? Adam Osper. Adam O S P E R. What have you got a Twitter? Matt, me. Oh, we've got a new Twitter. We've got a new Twitter. Yeah, yes. what is it? Uh, it's oh god, 
It's at uh, <laughs> Ball Street Podcast. <laughs> Hang on a minute. No, well, it's, it's, I think it's at Long... I'm going to find out, mate. It's All right. In the, right in, in, in the meantime, uh, remember to leave a review and, uh, uh, and subscribe to our iTunes account, if, if our iTunes podcast we've, we've had a lot of reviews actually have we yeah we've had about How many? 35 reviews I don't know if Adam's reviewed it yet um, uh, <laughs> yeah have you, listened, <laughs> have, you, have you listened to our podcast before today or is this a you can't ask a guest that skin, don't go on Adam if you Just haven't say you yes haven't, cool. of course yeah. I have I, no, which, one? I did, which one the one with the agent <laughs> the one with the agent I, yeah, right. I, I did actually notice it the one with the agent washed up agent yeah washed up agent that was it that's the first Too time I noticed the Ball Street Right, yeah. okay. That's actually been quite a popular episode. Yeah, it's been a very good episode. Uh, so our Twitter is at Longball Street. Um, we've just stood it the other day, mm. 58 followers. We've got a bit of growing to do. Probably don't need to know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, follow us because obviously we've got Ball Street's main account, but what we found is that it's quite a popular account, very busy, newsfeed, and it's hard to keep track yeah. of everything. So if you're interested mainly in the podcast, which is the best thing that happens on Ball Street, it obviously. Is. Uh, yeah, follow us on that at Ball Street Podcast. Um, at Long Ball Street. At Long Ball Street. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Adam. Thank you once again. No worries. Hopefully, we'll get you back again in the future. Yeah, yeah sure. Lovely. Thank you, mate. We'll see you at the far post. See you at the far post. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.